Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Do you ever wonder that people who've just jumped into the podcast might not know everything about us, the podcast, and some of the things we're talking about? Yeah, you know, um, our feed doesn't go back that far anymore. So I guess that speaks to the longevity of this podcast. <laughs> and I also think it hints to the fact that we probably need to do a, a welcome, a jump in. What do we call that I episode? Don't know, onboard? Uh, An uh, onboard uh, episode. Info, a, I like welcome. Intro. You know what? Cue music. Yes. Welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am one of your hosts, Phil, who you will find out more about in the next hour-ish or so. And I am your other host, Zenda, who you will also find out more about. I don't think there's an opposite to this intro. Uh, cool. Great. Uh, before we actually jump into the show, I just want to call something out really quickly. Um, and that is that this episode is actually being edited by Ryan Bolter of the Creation Cast. Um, so if it sounds amazing, which I'm very sure it will, you should probably go check out his other podcast with Amelia. They are both fantastic people. Phil and I mm -hmm. have both been on that show. <laughs> um, and uh, you can go check out their episodes too. Um, so anyway, thanks, Ryan. You're awesome. Hooray. On with the show. This on is it. Right. Okay, good. Um, so, so why are we doing this episode? So I got a note on Twitter, which thank you, <laughs> um, that our first episodes are actually no longer available on Apple Podcasts. And it's not just Apple Podcasts. There's actually a, a 300 episode limit um, to a standard size of RSS feed. So we now have more than 300 episodes in the catalog, despite the fact that the episode that you're listening to right now is 288. There are some unnumbered episodes um, and some other stuff mixed in there that has actually made this be more than 300 episodes at this point, which is awesome and exciting and worth celebration. But it also means that if you want to listen to the episodes that have fallen off of our feed, you actually have to go directly to the website. You can no longer access them via podcast feed. So yes. you can still totally get them. They're on the website. It's misdirectedmark.com. Um, or you can use the shortcut bit.ly slash capital M, capital M, capital P, A-N-D-A. So M-M Panda. Um, you can use that to get directly to the Pandas episodes also. Um, but having said that, we've had some folks recently also literally listen through our entire back episode, like catch up through all the episodes, which is wild and amazing. But there's a lot of episodes there. So, you know, from the perspective of how do you jump into this podcast and just kind of like catch up with what we do, who we are, why you should care, what we're going to talk about, we're going to create a new jumping on point. Yeah, because to be clear, while we appreciate people who've gone through all of our back episodes. Oh my gosh, yeah, uh, you're amazing. One, that's a lot of audio. But it's a lot of audio. It's a lot of audio. <laughs> Two, it's I, I don't know if it's our best work. We were like new and, you know, young when we started that podcast. And um, it's been five, six, five, six. We're in season six, six right? Six, yeah, it's been a long time. So anyway, we don't expect everybody to get back in there. And, and we don't shy away from old jokes and things like that. Old bits, old jokes here on the show now. So we're going to tell you as many of them as we can think of. And yeah. get you kind of caught up on uh, who we are, uh, where we came from in gaming, 
uh, how this whole podcast came to be, uh, the evolution of the podcast, some um, things that work, some things that didn't work. Yeah. Inside jokes. We'll give you some of the key inside jokes. We'll talk about some of the things that we've done industry wise as a uh, as a as a pairing, right? As uh-huh. as as creative partners. Uh-huh. And I think that's it. I think that'll be our uh, that'll be our show. So with that, why don't we start with who we are? Yeah. And why don't we start with you? Okay. My lovely co-host. Cool. I'm Senda. Um, I am. Are we really saying our ages? I'm old. No, I said a. Did it, do you see where it says approximate age? Like I'm it was, old, and he's older. Um, there we go. <laughs> you know what? You don't have to say your age. Let's just say this: I'm ten years older than you. It's true. At all times, At I have been times, ten years older than you. He's ten years older than me. Um, I have a major birthday coming up, and um, I don't know how I feel about it yet. So normally, I had a I major would birthday come feel up. Weird about? <laughs> I wouldn't normally I'd just be like, yeah, I'm in my thirties, but like it's. So close to not being true anymore. <laughs> anyway. Oh, you how about your pronouns? Cool. Yeah. And I use she, her. Um mm-hmm. I use exclusively she, her. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much me. Is there more that we should say about uh, ourselves? I don't know. There's some rainbow stuff, right? Like oh, that's yeah. probably like, <laughs> we talk that's about that. probably some things. There's some things we might want to also mention as people learn who we are on the podcast. Uh, I can speak for both of us on this one. We're queer. Yes. Um, we're queer. We like queer games. Um, we also, we play, any game we play is going to end up being queer, whether it looks like it on the label or not. Our particular favorite <laughs> flavor of queer, um, we both strongly identify with pan. It's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are both we are both pansexual. Mm-hmm. There you go. I, I'm not I'm not as thrilled with the colors like <laughs> as much as I like. I really like I really like the identity. And then I was like, mm, the colors aren't exactly my favorite, <laughs> but uh, but still but like acceptable. I will yeah, accept yeah. this. Queer is just yes. like a really easy way to just to just say it. Yeah. It, at the it, moment, like, oh, at the moment, both of us are using the descriptor pan. Yes. Um, I have definitely gone through, uh, I previously used by, I haven't changed. I have just changed how I like to say it. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think I, I think I also, uh, years ago identified by, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, hmm, actually, yeah, actually, like, (laughs) like pans, actually the better descriptor, like by was perfectly fine for a long time. And then when I kind of came to understand pan i was like oh no wait wait well, it's actually that that's actually better that's yeah yeah more it's accurate. actually i shouldn't even yeah more accurate it's like more accurate would be the um yeah i'm sorry i should be really clear when i said better i definitely meant that better for us yeah. like your label is your label and you should do you and Absolutely. you should use the one that makes you feel good and happy and confident about yourself um yep. pan happens to be it Pan was the for one, yeah. Both but it of was us. like a later, it was a later discovery for me. Yeah. Well, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um cool. awesome. What yeah. do you do? What do you do when you're not podcasting? Oh, you mean when I'm not podcasting, I'm supposed to do something else. Uh, uh, I know you do. Cool. Um, I'm a product manager, um, which is many much work. Um, I am single parenting a kiddo who is also a gamer, so that's pretty cool. 
Um, and um, gosh, what else? I sew and sometimes sing and sometimes paint. Um, and basically, I am a maker of things in a many and varied way, um, primarily sewing. Um, I have a degree in theatrical costume design as well as history. And um, I, 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 what else do I do? Um, I sing. You paint. I said that. I bake a lot. Um, oh, you do bake a lot. I do bake a lot. And I have an obsession with vintage clothing. Sometimes it's real vintage. Sometimes it's not. Um, I have a lot of reproduction. I have a lot of stuff that I repurpose. Um, I make things so that I can dress like this. And basically that means if you just happen to see me, chances are I look either like a 50s housewife, a 50s high school student, or a pinup girl. And it just depends on the day and how I was feeling that day. Um, so, you know, go with it. That's just what I like to do. <laughs> cool. All right. Let me let me see if I can tack on and follow all of those things. Yes. With with mine. Um, so Good. my name is Phil. Yep. Um, in, as not to reveal Senda's age, I will just say I'm 10 I years older. I pretty much revealed it because <laughs> I also hit a milestone recently. One year li- there's only one year between 30s and not 30 anymore. So, like, correct. Whatever. I am 50. <laughs> um, I am. So, I'm 50. I use he, him exclusively for pronouns. I am queer, pan, as we talked about. I outside of uh outside of the podcasting the gaming and all that i am an it project manager and operations manager for the state university of new york uh so i work with all of the colleges in the state university system in new york and uh that is often a pretty busy job not always but uh for the past couple of years i've been like i was super busy and now i think i'm normal busy but it feels weird like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it feels wrong because of how super busy I was during COVID. But anyway, uh, and so, yes, I do a lot of IT project management. My portfolio of projects includes everything from infrastructure build outs to software deployments and things like that from small. I'm, I'm giving you the project manager spiel yep, from you sure small, are. <laughs> from small twenty five thousand dollar projects up to um, multi million dollar projects anywhere from three months to eighteen months for a project and teams that range from three or four people up to like twenty people. I've done a range of those over my almost fifteen years as a project manager. Somewhere I haven't done the official count yet. Anyway. Outside of gaming, uh, I am also like to cook and bake. Uh, I'm uh, I'm living on my own, and I really have gotten into cooking and baking. Senda has been my uh, teacher and sponsor at times because Senda <laughs> often buys me um, like, stuff oh, to help me bake. A kitchen thing that you need. Fantastic. I'm yes. shipping it so that it's there when I'm there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I've also like with you on FaceTime, I have also like uh, learned to make brownies and muffins and cookies and, and bread. bread. And, yeah. yeah. And then I also enjoy uh, I enjoy cooking quite a bit. Uh, I get kind of fancy on Saturdays when I like to do like a big dinner for myself, like something something that requires some work outside of that, outside of gaming. My probably biggest hobby, I like video games, but truthfully, my biggest hobby is Minecraft. Mm-hmm. I have been playing Minecraft since something like it's 
boy since my kids were little and I needed to learn it so that I could answer questions for them. But I actually found out that I really liked it. And then I got really into modded Minecraft, uh, which has kind of been my jam for many, many years. In fact, that's part of the reason there's a... You know, I've been I I was one of the members of the Minecrafting the Misdirected Mark uh, group on, you know, we had a we have a channel in the Slack and there are a number of people and we play a couple seasons. We haven't played in like a year or two, but we've been playing seasons of modded Minecraft on a server. Uh, Right now, I'm just playing some solo stuff, but soon (laughs) it'll come back. I'm. No, oh, I'm no, ever you're closer. looking at me. <laughs> I'm ever closer to convincing Senda to start playing Minecraft with me. Dun, dun, dun. Um, which I'm so excited that I'm trying not to like nerd out and tell her everything about it. <laughs> but I'm super excited about the idea that we uh, will get to uh, we'll get to like we'll get on a server and we can like have our own base together. And like I will show you the rope and we'll go mining together and fight monsters, all that stuff. It'll be fantastic. Anyway, that's probably outside of that. I like other video games. I have a PS4. I play stuff um, on my phone, on my Mac, that kind of thing. But uh, in all cases, all roads kind of go back to Minecraft at some point. I just realized I completely forgot to say my actual biggest hobby outside of gaming. Is it reading smut? It's just I feel like it's reading general. smut. It doesn't have to be smut. I'm sorry. Why did you go right to smut? I'm sorry. There's there are two things that there's two things that Senda reads. One is queer speculative fiction. Yeah. And the other one is smut. Well, I mean, I also read a lot of other things, but those are the two things I'm enjoying the most. Those are in trending this right now. Those are the trending, trending topics. I yes. need more queer speculative fiction. So if anyone out there listening has queer spec recommendations for books like let me know because i'm on board because i just finished one called winter's orbit and it was chef's kiss so good anyway um cool yes good i can't believe i forgot that i was like what else do i do that's not gaming i can't even figure it out like oh yes i know you read like a book in a day (laughs) yes that okay Good. Anyway, cool. All right, cool. That's us. That's us. Uh, let's let's just briefly, because there's uh, many years to talk about here, oh, but let's boy. briefly talk about our gaming experiences. Um, like, kind of like real quick. Sure. How did you, like real quick, how did you get into the hobby? What did you play then? What do you play now? Yeah. Cool. That kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. So, um, my first introduction to um, tabletop role playing games. Um, I have two points of entry. Um, the first one was. Oh, no, it was that game by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman that went with the lightsabers that weren't lightsabers. And now I can't remember any of the names of this series of books. Oh, boy. But it's a paperback sized book. And I picked it up at a used bookstore thinking that it was in a, a like an epilogue to the trilogy. Dark Sword, maybe? Something? Anyway, someone will remember this. I've talked about it before, but uh, we'll find it. Um and I picked, so I picked it up at a used bookstore thinking that it was like a sequel or something. And it turned out it was a role playing game, but I didn't know that. And in fact, was then the poster child for why you should put what is a role playing game into your role playing game. Cause I had no idea what I was reading. Um, I was really excited by it. Um, I did not make it through the entire book. Um, so like I've never tried to play that game with the weird hand signs and stuff, but I have it on my shelf. So that's that. That was my first brush with it. I didn't know it at the time, but it was. Um, and then I was invited to play a game in college 
um, with some peeps on my floor. Um, and uh, that was super awesome. And uh, I was head over heels in it from then on. Um, and we played that campaign for um, a couple years straight until college style social stuff kind of murdered it because dating happened and breaking up happened and it was messy, right? Um, so, uh, so that was my actual introduction. Uh, my first character ever was a kender and her name was Shelsey Oakjumper and she was a bard and then a rogue. Um, and I liked her very much. Um, so, uh, I am also that person that you can talk to about, um, how to play kender without making everyone at the table want to murder you. Cause I have played them that way and not that way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you wrote an article on that. I did on write an article. Stew. I did indeed write an article about that on Gnome Stew, but I'm happy to talk about it if anybody needs to talk about it. Um, I think everything you need to know about your personality is summed up in the fact that you played a rogue bard. A kinder rogue bard. Right? <laughs> I kind of think <laughs> it, it says is. says so much about you. Like, on point, right? Like, there's a reason. That's why I was 100%. like, allow me to tell you my first character. It will make my entire personality just make sense. The rest of it all falls in line. <laughs> so nowadays, um, that was third edition D&D when I started playing. Um, I played a lot of D&D and Pathfinder for a very long time. Nowadays, I play um, a vast majority powered by the apocalypse. Um, right now, I am currently playing a Brindlewood Bay game. Um, with my home crew that is tons of fun. Um, we like to pick up games that are uh, lighter. They're more narrative heavy, lighter on the mechanics um, and just kind of run with it. And that is uh, absolutely my current gaming jam. Um, I have played a ton of games, so many games, many of which you can hear for yourself on back episodes of She's a Super Geek, should you choose to listen, which is a podcast that I did for five years with um, my bestie, Andy, um, where we uh, ran or played games. So many, many different games. Um, I like to play many different games, uh, and it was a fantastic opportunity to do so. Yeah, so I think that pretty much sums up my background. I definitely, I didn't start personally GMing until I discovered that there were games that were not mechanics heavy that I could GM. I um, tend to be a very improv GM. I don't like to do, um, I would say I don't like to do prep, but I definitely do prep. What I don't do is the stereotype of, of prep that you usually think of or see with like a dungeon master. Um, so... Um, games that are a little bit lighter mechanically tend to work the best for me, both in terms of as a player and as a GM, um, just because they match up with the reactive style that I like to employ. That I think that's me. Did that cover everything? Did I miss anything? Well, I think that's I think that's a quite excellent summary. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm now gonna you attempt to do Yeah, you have to now follow it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh being old, uh my first my first RPG was when I was in fourth grade, and it was the uh, basic edition D&D, the Mulvey box set, the pink box set. And I went right from D&D to just about every other game. So the, the key thing for me is that I was a Star Trek Star Wars kid before I was a fantasy kid. Yeah. So. D&D has, while D&D has always been a game that I have played, it has never been my first or primary love because I am always, uh, I've always been interested in sci-fi more than uh, fantasy, sci-fi more than fantasy. So I then jumped to like every other game in the TSR catalog as a kid. So Top Secret, Gamma World, Boot Hill, 
all of those things. And then later Star Frontiers and um, Star Frontiers, Gangbusters, Marvel superheroes. I played pretty much consistently all the way from middle, from elementary school, middle school, high school. I took a little bit of break in college, although I picked up on the summers in college, Amber Dice Listed, which is uh, one of probably the uh, cornerstone games in my life that kind of changed my perception of what a GM does and how a GM should do it. Mm. From there, I did the 90s with a phase in Vampire. I had a Palladium phase as well. I know Ryan's editing this. I had a Palladium. <laughs> I had a big Palladium phase in the late 80s, which included uh, pretty much every Palladium product that was out there between like 85 and 90. I played all of those as well. Anyway, zipping through time, played a bunch of other games all the way through time. In about 2010, I made a shift into more indie games. I became a big fan of PBTA games and I played a lot of super light rules, light games. And then Pendulum kind of swung back towards the middle and I got into a lot of free league games. So I like free league stuff a lot. And as of right now, I've kind of settled in to Cortex Prime. Cortex Prime is kind of scratching all my itches. Uh, but the thing about me is that, and you'll be able to tell this if you ever listen to the back catalog, my love for games travels. Mm -hmm. So you will know my, you will know what I'm playing by what we talk about yes. in, in the shows. Yep. And it will keep changing. Yep. Polygamerous is a term that you coined a yeah. while ago, and it is very true. I am polygamerous. Like, yeah. I love many games. Many and games. I just keep, like, I do not have, I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm ride or die for D&D, D6 Star Trek, or D6 Star, Star Wars. Any, like, I've just never been. I, I like games. And then I move on and I like other games. Yeah, I actually did start out personally as a ride or die D&D uh, player. And the reason that I went to Pathfinder is I was ride or die enough on 3 and 3.5 that I did not make the switch to 4th edition, right? So I've been in the edition wars. I've like been in those sure. trenches. Like we did it, We, yep, yep. you know, and I have since played 4th edition. Um, sure. And run it without reading the book. That's a, that's a joke that comes up a lot. Um, so anyway. Hmm. Cool. So anyway, that all, so that's like, those are the kind of games we play. Those are the kind of games we've played in the past. Just so you have an idea that we have a pretty decent depth of different style of games and things yeah, like that. Yeah, lots of different ones. Where the show come from actually starts with how did we, how did we ever meet? You're right. We live in different parts of the country. 1,500 we miles away. 16, yes. 1,600 miles, I believe <laughs> yeah, is what Apple tells like me. Yeah. 1,600 miles away <laughs> from each other. But... Uh, we wound up meeting at a convention. Yep. So Tacticon 2015. Yes, which is one of my local conventions um, at which Phil was a guest as a writer of Gnome Stew. And I had just started this little project like months before and had homemade printed business cards for She's a Super Geek. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so we, but we actually just, we actually literally bumped into each other literally in a hallway <laughs> you were wearing a um contessa yep t-shirt and contessa had just won an any yep so i was like hey congratulations were you at like were you at the Ennies? right to which i was like no um 
but I think I had been to Gen Con for the first time. You had time been to Gen Con. You were yeah. running a game or something. I, was, I just, yeah. you didn't go to the Ennies that night. Right. No, I didn't. I, ra- I was I, at the I Ennies ran a game night. for Contessa. I was not at the Ennies because I was not in a place that I was, in, right. you know, going to accept anything. So, um, yeah. So then we got chatting. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we both thought we were, you know, both thought the each other were super cool. Very cool people. <laughs> and wound up chatting. We wound up chatting a lot about game stuff. Mm-hmm. And eventually, we were like, we should do a podcast. Yes. Like, so this is not that day. We should say, like, then this continued oh, no, no, to this evolve. Is months, right? months, months went, went by. by like, right. And we, but we just kept in touch. Well, because we each had our own podcast. I was yes. recording Mr. Dr. Mark. You I was recording, recording Super Geek. Yep. And it was like, yeah, we don't need to make another podcast right now. No, but but inevitably, we- if you know anything about <laughs> podcasters, eventually they will just go make a podcast. Right? We we do like to listen to the sounds of ourselves talking. There yeah. has so to be eventually, some of that. <laughs> eventually we were like, yes, let us do a podcast. But we actually struggled for a while about what the podcast could be about because we thought, well, it's cool. We have two points of view. Like I am, you know. I identify male, you identify um, female, but we were like, eh, that's like, that's just cliche. That's not interesting. Then I was like, well, I'm older, you're younger. And we're like, eh, also not interesting. Right. And I don't, I honestly don't think that the gap is big enough in, at our age Age? and maturity. Any wider, it would be weirder. (laughs) Like... (laughs) (laughs) And anyway. 10 is like a really good number. Anyway. <laughs> Beyond that, it would be like, I'm teaching you to play role-playing games, right? Like that's, that's no good. Back yeah. then, I mean, you know, anyway. Yep. So point being was after we went back and forth over this a bunch of times, the initial concept for the show was campaigns versus one shots that we would look at a topic and talk about it. I would talk about it in framework of a can- how it would work in a campaign. And I would talk about it with the framework of how it would happen in a one shot. And we came to that decision because Phil had run so many campaigns and had actually like run the entire campaign and ended them, which is like, what? I do that from time to time. Yeah, that actually happens. Um, And I was both for She's a Super Geek and because it just was my jam at the time, was really interested in um, short um, like short play um, for uh, for RPGs. Um, and that included, so she's a super geek. We were running one shots every month, different games. Um, and then at conventions, I was running tons of one shots. And then even for like um, playing with people on game days and that sort of thing, I was experimenting with things like, you know, how can, can I run a game in 45 minutes? Um, and, and that kind of stuff. So I was very into one shots and very keyed in on it. So that is how, we made that initial distinction. Yeah. And that was the initial idea for the show. The name took a little bit of work. <laughs> uh, actually, it took less work because we didn't do any. We just we didn't we just were any. like talking games. Yeah. Uh, Tim Jones from Encoded Designs did the uh, cover for mm-hmm. the for the podcast, uh, which was very specific. We wanted a cover that looked like kind of a 60s record yeah which is really funny yeah like i was not dressing like this when we started this podcast that happened later that was me that was all you yeah that was because (laughs) i wanted two things i wanted a very i wanted a very uh retro looking album cover yes and i wanted a song 
that had kind of this retro feel. I was like, I was very, yeah, I very much had in my head what I wanted a song to sound like and then went searching for licensed songs that we could purchase and show me what you got. That's the was, one. As yeah. soon as I, as soon as I heard the intro, yep. I was like, oh, I'm like, that's it. That's like the that's one. the sound. Yeah. And it is really funny now thinking about it that neither of us had anything retro going on, but it's, it's exactly the aesthetic <laughs> that we picked for the show. Yes, which is just really funny, but that's a thing that continued to evolve. <laughs> Correct. So, so then we started the show and the show, we just, so we never stopped doing the show. And because of that, eventually we kind of ran out of steam on the campaigns versus one shots angles. We covered a lot of stuff. We you did. guys did a really good job of yeah. giving us ideas. We yeah. covered a lot of stuff, but eventually we ran out of steam on it. So we pivoted the show once to the idea of doing two sides, like gaming, like GM and players or uh, do this, don't do this. And we did a bunch of shows like that. Yep. That was good. That was good. We did that and for a while. And then we morphed again, and now we are basically a mail-in advice show. Yeah. You know, it's like Dear Abby, but for your gaming questions. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're doing. Yeah. You were like you know. the like the car guys, right? Like Oh like, yeah, car talk. That, yeah, we're like we are car talk for your game. Like is your game, game making a weird sound? Yeah. Call like, in, tell us about it. We'll tell you what to talk to the technician about. Like <laughs> Exactly. And, 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 you know, we've, uh, we've always been about giving advice, but now we're just basically like, look, we're here to help you guys. Right. So like, now, now, now we don't have any other, uh, any other specific angle other than just send us your topics. We'll chat about them. We love chatting about them. We love chatting about random topics. And who knows where it'll be like later. Yeah. Like, it, like another year or two, we might have completely changed the topic yeah, of the show. I mean, it's fine. It, it goes... The thing is, you can do one of two things with a podcast. You can either morph the podcast or you can end it. Yes. At some point, you you hit a wall on material. And so we like talking to each other. Like, we like hanging out and seeing each other. And we like talking to each other. So when when a format starts to run stale, we're like, yeah, let's just change yeah, the just format. Change the format. It's fine. Um, yeah. and, the, and I will say, and I have experienced the end of a podcast, right? Because She's a Super Geek is no longer recording episodes. Um, and, and that's, so this is now my only podcast, which is wild, but here we are. <laughs> so I want to talk about a couple of things that didn't work. We tried a few things we that we pivoted out of. <laughs> if you listen back through the episode, you will hear these start and then you will hear them just kind of not happen anymore. <laughs> yeah, there just comes a point where we just don't do it. We just it, stopped doing right? it. And then we just kept going. Yeah. So for instance, we tried a little hand at kind of a ridiculous audio it drama. It was absolutely that, ridiculous. <laughs> at some point, the head of Orson Scott Card was yes. in a bag talking to us. Yes. And it was very bizarre. <laughs> and very quickly, we were like, this is weird. This is, we should cut it out. Yeah, this is Hard to... I don't even remember. Do you remember the names of the characters? No. No, I don't remember either. <laughs> don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, that's not a thing I remember. Yeah. Anyway, the other one that we did not do successfully on the show, but we wound up years later doing successfully outside the show, is one-on-one -on -one play. We were going to try to do an AP because I had written the legacy weapon yes. for Dungeon World, a yep. way to play single-player Dungeon World. Mm -hmm. It's on DriveThruRPG if you're it's interested. pretty great. Um, it's 
I'm pretty proud of that one, right? Like I overall, I'm pretty happy with that little product. Yeah, I will say the I think the reason that our one on one actual play struggled was not in fact anything to certainly wasn't anything to do with the game. I don't even think it was anything to do with us. I think it was very difficult to record engaging actual play in 15 to 20 minutes because it wasn't the entirety of the show, right? Like it was like a segment um, yeah. and and be able to get continuity and interest and engagement on a continuing basis for a segment that, that, that was that short that we were actually recording in that amount of time and not like taking like a longer time and chonking it up or something, right? Anyway, if we were going to do it again, I would approach it differently, but uh, it didn't work out. It was still a really cool setting, and I made a lot of cool stingers for it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. We wound up, so we have wound, we have years later wound up playing a one-on-one game that we're currently playing called Long Live the Queen, which maybe we'll talk about in the um, in the Bamboo Lounge or something. Yeah, but we are actually playing a one-on-one game right now and actually having a lot of fun. Uh, playing it's yeah. pretty it's pretty cool yeah there's no there's no actual problem with one-on-one games for sure no 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 we've like all the things that all the things that we talked about getting like in those past episodes if you've listened to the back catalog all of those things like we actually figured it out and and we're we're playing it in cortex prime but again we could talk about that in the bamboo lounge you you know that if someone's new they probably aren't going to get the bamboo lounge right What's the Bamboo Lounge? Yeah, so the Bamboo Lounge is actually our special bonus content for our Patreon backers, where once we finish recording this show with you right now, we're just going to keep talking for like another 10, 15 minutes about just funny things or weird things in life. Um, preview for today, probably you're going to hear me talk about Town because I had some interesting experiences um, and a really funny story about what I wore. Um, so it's just kind of like more, I don't know, funny random if stuff you like hearing us. us prattle on like if this you like hearing there's us talk, more of it that happens you can get after. more of us talking yeah yeah anyway Absolutely. carry on sure how about some inside jokes there are some things that we make reference to in the course of the show yes. not all the time but they pop up and we've you know we've been doing this forever so we just immediately start laughing and you might be like i don't get why that's funny so i thought we would mention just yeah. a couple i have a couple of important ones that yes. will definitely come up at some point yes correct yep which what's the first one yeah it's temporary so this is a fun one that's not how you say it no i'm gonna say say it better um so just just to 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 contextualize this um this goes back to our days of being one shots versus campaigns right and being the one shot queen um my favorite phrase and it still is to this day and this is why it's funny is it's temporary (laughs) like it's temporary just do the thing drive it like you stole it this game is only lasting for x amount of time right like today and then you're gonna be done so it's temporary it's temporary yep absolutely sometimes we sub that out with drive it like you stole it Mm -hmm. but it's temporary is kind of our running theme about about one shot yep the next one which is very much the campaign yep uh saying which is uh, time. Time is on, it's my, on side. my side. Yes, it is. <laughs> we haven't done that in so long. <laughs> I know. It is obviously a reference that in campaigns, you have a lot more time to do things so you don't have to rush things. And often that's where that's, that phrase is about to lead up to that piece of advice, which is you have time. Don't rush. Let you can let these things kind of unfold organically. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one is a particular special <laughs> one. 
um, for a number of reasons. It is the one inside joke that nearly ended uh, an episode. We almost didn't have an episode that night uh, because of this outtake. And already Senda's laughing. Uh, so the phrase is the beefness. I believe, is there an episode actually called the beefness? There is, in fact, an episode. I think it's called Steaks. S-T-A. K-E-S, to be clear. And then in parentheses, the beefness. It is, in fact, an episode about, I don't remember if it's about game stakes, oh, campaign stakes. No, it's about stakes. It's about table stakes. Table stakes. There we go. Um, yeah. And the problem, as you may have noticed from me spelling out the word stakes for you, is that we started laughing about me coining the word beefness to describe a beef flavor. Um, and then we had an entire show, which was about steaks. So here's, so here's what happens. <laughs> We're talking about our trip to Breakout Con. In Toronto. And we went to this gastropub yep. that made <laughs> their French fries using beef fat. And I thought they were delicious because I, I'm just a, like, I'm a, I'm a full spectrum carnivore. I like all sorts of meats. Senda I am doesn't eat not, red meat. I am not a full spectrum carnivore. I am a polo pescatarian. Yes. And so having eaten some of the French fries, as we were talking, like we're just talking and we're one. just talking on the show at this I point. I just right? had one and I was like, mm. <laughs> well. and, and and so in the episode, you're like, oh, it was it, it was I didn't the like it because it tasted right. like the beefness. And I, and you went to continue on, <laughs> like that that word was perfectly normal, that there was nothing wrong with it. And I was like, no, 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 back up. We need to talk about the word, the beefness. <laughs> and so we got a little silly and it was okay. We got over it. We were like the beefness. Ha ha. <laughs> very funny, funny, funny. Very funny. Put this in the outtake. On with the show now. Yep. Right. On with the show. Let's get started with our show. So we start the show and it's about like you said, steaks. table stakes. <laughs> and we can't get through any of the script without laughing. And a lot. Steaks. And, and we didn't just, and the word steaks wasn't in the episode a little. It was in like every other sentence of the episode. And it got more and more silly and honestly at one point i thought we're never we're gonna never get this episode get this like we'll never finish this episode <laughs> and we managed to somehow <laughs> somehow pull it together and get an episode out the door but it was it was the closest we ever lost an episode and um, that episode as of the recording of this episode is fortunately less than three epi 300 episodes back so if you just want to Pick one single one. I can tell you where it is. Yeah. Pandas Talking Games, episode 102, The Beefness. <laughs> so if Just you saying. if you are not listening through the entire backlog, which my goodness, we don't have an expectation that anybody does. Like if you are, oh my gosh, we love you. You're amazing. But if you just want to pick one out that you're like, I just want something fun to listen to. The advice is good. And I was editing very thoroughly at that time. And all of the silliness, most of the silliness really did get shoved into the bonus outtakes. So the, uh, the outtakes for that show are, wow. <laughs> they are pretty hilarious. Yeah. But it nearly killed that episode. Like, we almost didn't get that one done. I okay. rarely hear Phil 
actually laugh out loud on a microphone. That is one of the few times that I have it recorded on audio. I think that's what undid you fully. I died. Like when I lost when it. When you lost it, I just, yes. there, was no, I, there was no coming back from that. It's normal for you to bust yes. out laughing and I kind of rein us in. But when I lost it, we like we were we were adrift for like 15, 20 minutes. We kept trying. We'd go to do the next line and then the word steak would come up and like it'd start all over. It was starting to happen before it came up because we were both reading, reading the ahead. notes, starting to like like turning. I, I remember I stopped looking at you on camera. Like I was like, I got to look away so you don't see me like. Anyway, it was it very is probably fun to still one of the most memorable moments on the yeah. show. It, it, like yep. absolute, absolute hilarious. It is definitely one that comes up frequently. Um, the next, then I'm going to add one before we get to the oh, last okay. one. The show is 15 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> if you go all the way back in the early catalog, <laughs> he says at minute 43 of recording. <laughs> yes. You will hear references that the idea for the show was to be a 15 minute show about <laughs> campaigns and podcasts. Uh, one shots, one shots, campaigns and one, one shots. shots, campaigns and one shots, which we never achieved ever, ever. Maybe, like, maybe like the first actual episode. Maybe, maybe they got it was a they got that we failed on that hard. <laughs> So there are times where it gets brought back up to me that it's a 15 minute you show. You lied and, to them. You told them all yes, it was going to be a 15 minute show. I thought, I thought we could do it. Totally. <laughs> we cannot couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> it is a so 45 anyway. minute to an hour long show. Yes. 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 Okay. So the next cool, one, that was a good one to bring up. Yeah. The next one also came spontaneously <laughs> out of the show. And it is a bit to this day that neither one of us will ever let go of. Not ever. This was actually, is, we were driving somewhere. No, I, we were on, I guarantee you were on the mics because I know the origin of the story. Okay, interesting. I will tell, I, if you I'm tell wrong, your I'm version, wrong. And but then will, let's see if they match up. Okay. So we were on the mics and I was telling a story about the Texas blue bonnet. Oh, you're right. We were which told, is you're right. the which is like the state the state flower of Texas. And when I was a kid, I lived for like a year in Texas. And the one like one of the things I remember is you are not allowed to pick blue bonnets on the side of the road. Like mm -hmm. if they grow, leave them alone. Like it's against the law. So I had just mentioned the blue bonnet growing on the side of the road. And you were you said to me, you were like, oh, is that like a ditch lily? And I was like, a what? A what? <laughs> So what is so what is really a ditch lily? Well, yeah, the ditch lilies, they're like those um, orange tiger lilies that grow on the sides of the road in the ditches next to the road where the water runs off, um, particularly sure. like in the Midwest and stuff. Right. But I've seen them also in Buffalo. And I'm remembering why I was thinking of us driving and it wasn't the story. And you're absolutely correct. So, yeah, I was like, oh, so like ditch lilies, to which I believe yeah. Phil's response was. Boy, that sounds this like is, the name of a band. <laughs> right. This sounds like the most this sounds like the most alternative band name I've ever heard yes. of. <laughs> so then as a kind of way to warm up to do some uh, improv exercises, we began to talk about the Ditch Lilies like it was a real thing, like the greatest 90s all girl alternate rock band you never heard yes of. we are the co-presidents of the fan club 100 yes. no one knows the digital no one knows like them we know like we the know them yeah and so over time we named them yep do you remember all the ditch lilies nope. <laughs> lily lily yes obviously lily megan megan 
Michelle. Uh, yes, she's on. And the one that lights everything on fire. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember the name of the one who lights everything on fire. Hang on. I'm on I it. I know. We have it written down, fortunately. I'm on it. So here we go. From there. Tell some more while I look the, it up. The thing that ended up happening is that you will frequently hear us call out words or phrases um, as potential Ditch Lily albums or Ditch Lily songs. Um, and uh, and sometimes other bands who may have toured with the Ditch Lilies, um, for example, Vent Magnetic, um, which was a conversation about a piece of technology I need to get for the vent uh, that is under my desk where my feet get a very hot. covering for the AC. Very cold, yes. I need a... a Vent magnetic. <laughs> By the way, it's Ashley. Ashley, of course. Ashley. Right. How could we forget Ashley? That's the reason why the Ditch Lilies could never go back to Lilith. Yeah, because she set something on fire. Yep. Somebody's bus, I think it was. Yeah, somebody's bus. Yeah. And and so <laughs> a lot of times we will talk about like, oh, that, you know, we will hear somebody will say a phrase and we'll say, oh, that that was a Ditch Lily song. That was a Ditch Lily album. There is actually only one or two official Ditch Lily al- albums that we will own up to. Friction and Friction Aggression, Aggression is the one that, yep. yeah, is the album that we always that we always quote. But there are, are others. Anyway, it was started. So it started as just a little riff. It turned into an improv thing. And in a few minutes, we'll talk about where where it is now, now. because we have not put the Ditch Lilies <laughs> shit down. Nope. Like we're still. <laughs> Like we're still we're not on done our ditch yet. Lily's train here. Yep. Yeah. In fact, we were talking about it just the other morning. Yep. So. <laughs> All right. Definitely, definitely a thing. Okay, so we're gonna quickly just because I am watching the time on this yeah, episode, yeah, no, we can talk right? about ourselves for ages, right? Um. So we're gonna we're gonna fly through some of this stuff, but let's just touch on some of the industry stuff that we have been doing, um, for pandas with pandas around pandas. As, as sometimes as uh, usually as a team. Sure. <laughs> well, let's ping pong through these. So um, you were the inspiration uh, having run for me when we were at Tacticon in 2015. You ran for me Lasers and Feelings. I did. And then one day I was like, I'm going to make a Lasers and Feelings game. Mm-hmm. To which I wrote uh, Rocker Boys and Vending Machines. Mm-hmm. It was a, a joke on the Misdirected Mark podcast that I decided like, no, no. I can make a thing out of this. Like, let's do it. And so if you ever want a cyberpunk version of Lasers and Feelings, you go on to drive through Rocker Boys and Vending Machines. You can play an autonomous vending machine. I did play an autonomous uh, motorcycle. motorcycle. Yeah. You did. That was pretty awesome. Then you made. I did. Then I made a Lasers and Feelings hack, which we were like, uh, I was like, you know what? I think I want to try this game design thing. And you were like, I am here to support you. And so, uh, so we made uh, Love and Justice, which is a Magical Girls Lasers and Feelings game um, that is mostly based out of Sailor Moon, but, you know, just tropes, pretty universal tropes for Magical Girls uh, series. Um, and that one is lots of fun. You can also get that one on drive through. It's fantastic. Yeah, they're both like, they're let me both just say this like, they're both free on drive through. They are fantastic. Megan Dornbrock did the artwork for both, for of, both them. of them. They are super sharp. Just to be clear, she also did the pandas in our logo. Yes. 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 Okay. But, but 100%. And I love and justice, like every month continues to um, people download Aww, it. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of download, Love and Justice has many, many downloads, but, and I'm super proud. Like it was, I, I helped play test it with you. I got to like be there during the genesis of the idea. It was like super fun to be part of that whole, it was very uh, good. whole process. It was very good. Uh, the next, 
the next game that we have is Turning Point. Mm -hmm. Turning Point is a game, a dramatic decision-making engine. It is a game where a group of people play a person who is about to make a life-changing decision. Yep. And what decision you make is actually a plug-in for the game. Like, we have different decisions. It originally was designed as a pretty emotionally heavy game. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, we were both working through some shit. Oh, yeah. That game, that we were game, writing it. That game didn't come out of nowhere. Um, that game has a lot of trauma, like, tied, it has like, a lot tied of up into immediate it. personal past having to make difficult decisions wrapped yes. up in it in a bow. Um, and from that perspective, I think that it's actually a very powerful game and a pretty powerful tool um, just for creating empathy and understanding and remembering that, you know, without the lived experiences that someone else has, you will m maybe not understand the decision that they end up making, right? 100%. Yeah. The game itself, you can get right now on drive-thru. There is a... There is a starter set that has one dilemma in it, and uh, you can just get it and play it. It actually, the document actually teaches everybody how to play it by reading the document out loud. Yeah. It is, so it, it is very playable. It is a quick start in the literal, like, this is, you can just start. I mean, it'd be better if if someone has read through it once, but, you know, you don't actually need to. You could sit down at the table and just start reading it out loud. Now, that's not the end of Turning no. Point. We actually wrote a whole manuscript for a game of Turning Point, and we're ready to put it out as a Kickstarter summer of, of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Then, then some shit happened. Yes. The world did a thing. The world, yes. We, we hit the pandemic, and then we were like, we're not asking people for money yeah. during the pandemic. So... We haven't done anything with Turning Point. It's sitting in a folder. It's it is done. done. There yeah. is a full written manuscript. And honestly, we are um I am interested in finding a publisher who would be willing to uh help us get it through Kickstarter and stuff like that. I'm not a huge fan of doing Kickstarter. I'm not a huge fan of the fundraising part of Kickstarter. Yeah. I am a huge fan of fulfilling Kickstarter. Yeah, you are pro you project manage the crap out of those Kickstarters. You kill I, it. But yeah. I have a particular passion for the, that part the money of the thing, but I part. don't like the other. Yeah. Half. So we're we're going to get it out there. It's going to get published as a full game, and the full game has a whole lot more uh, explanations for how to run the game smoothly, how to facilitate the game, how to make the dilemmas. There's mm -hmm. a whole chapter on how to make dilemmas. Uh, there are chapters on how to play it at cons, how to play it online, that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, that's done. And eventually will come out. But in the meantime, if you want a taste of Turning Point, it's out right now. Like, you can just go get it from drive-thru. Yep. Yeah. The last game. <laughs> the last game. Before we hit the closing of, before we hit our closing. Yes. The last game that we are still developing, and, it's, and this one is far less put together. Yeah, it's definitely still beta. <laughs> like... Right. <clears throat> Might be here for a little what while. What is it? Uh, it's the Ditch Lilies. It's the, what do we name it? The Ditch Lilies Road Tour. Road, yeah, Ditch Lilies Road Tour. And uh, it is a game about playing as the Ditch Lilies, um, going from town to town, um, and solving community problems with love and rock and roll. Queer love. Queer love and rock and, and roll. And rock and roll. 
In an idealized version of the 90s, which we are specifically calling out as idealized because we want it to be a queer game, and we do not want the ickies, the 90s ickies. Um, So there is an acknowledgement of uh, the truth versus the idealized version that we are putting on the table as a genre. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. There's there's a big difference having both of us grown up in the 90s at different points in our life. There's a big difference of that. But what we really want to capture is that kind of 90s spirit, the alternate rock and the idea that uh, some people with, you know, some motivation, some young people with motivation can change, can make change changes to the world. And like our prototype adventure for it is that the you wind up in this town that wants to that wants to stifle the town board wants to cancel the get out the vote uh get together in the park yeah like it's supposed to you know and if you were of the age of the 90s get out the vote was a thing that mtv kind of like helped sponsor about getting young people registered to vote and stuff like that and so the crotchety old town people want to cancel this thing because of noisy bad noisy kids and the ditch lilies arrive in town, broke, needing some money, and hearing about this injustice and spring to action. Yes. And then and then you get other things that are, you know, 90s standards like um coffee shops with giant mugs and random yes, obscenely like obscenely large, large mugs. mugs and and you know, random mismatched comfy furniture. Um, all of yes. that kind of stuff is the stuff that we wanted to have in there and play with. Yeah. Yes. So that is the Ditchless game. That game is still pretty rough right now. It uses a system. It uses a proprietary system. We have some ideas. Like we play tested it at Metatopia and it was it was good. It was good. But there's like there's some, but there's but we found some things some where gaps. we could make it a lot yeah, better. Yeah. There were some holes um that we need to work through. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's the ditch lilies. You absolutely will. So you will hear it both as an inside joke on the show. You will also hear us talk about it as a game. And from a uh, game design perspective. Yeah. And, and sadly, a few people um, have tried to find web pages yes. for it. And I'm so sorry. They're not real. <laughs> at some point, though, we are going to go make a 90s like we're going to we're going to make a MySpace mock up. Oh, my God. Of a ditch lilies page. <laughs> Like that is going to that is going to happen. Amazing. Yes. I, the other things for the future Kickstarter for this, there will be a pretty low bar stretch goal where you and I will do a Ditch Lilies podcast yeah. for like a couple of like we will do like Just a couple something. of episodes of the Ditch yeah, Lilies podcast. I can't imagine that there's a way that we do it that doesn't end up with some kind of musical bonus stuff hopefully uh, uh, yeah song is definitely a thing yeah. and the other one that i really have my high hopes for would be a scripted behind the music story of the, oh the rise God. and fall of the ditch lilies <laughs> we will need a couple voice actors but like i have ideas for how to make this yeah. like the rise and fall and talking about like lilies like fidelity problems she and ashley's really, pyromania yeah, ashley's pyromania is a thing yeah how you know how it all culminates at, at Lilith Fair and all of that. So anyway, that's the ditch lays. We need to wrap yeah, this show we do. up. <laughs> so let us let us do that quickly uh, by telling uh, all of you about another show on the Misdirected Market Network, and then we're gonna like I'm gonna do the fastest closing we've ever done. Okay. 
Cool. Well, um, if you enjoy this show, you may also enjoy Bonus Experience, on which Ray and Monica are two old friends exploring gameplay and design through the lens of diversity, while also sharing some of the dumbest humor that gaming has to offer. And, you know, we did a, a fun crossover episode with them, and we need to do another one. Um, so if you just want to hear more of our voices for whatever reason, check out that episode. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Send it where do people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. You can f- uh, drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And if you're feeling really fancy, you can stalk us down on TikTok, where we have the same usernames as our individual Twitter accounts, and I'm not going to go into them here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And now that people have that information, what can they do with it? Yeah, leave us a topic, an idea, a question, something that you want us to do a show about, because that's what we're here for. We are here to make your games more better fun by helping you get through the parts that you're like, meh, this isn't my favorite thing to do, or oh, I don't know how to handle this, or oh, I never want to do that. Like, we will help you fix that. We'll help you get around it, over it, through it, whatever it takes. Uh, we'll do that with some insight about what's going on, tips on how to handle it, and all that stuff. So send that stuff over to us because we do actually like basically fuel the show off of your topic. Really, ideas. we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That actually happens. We very rarely come up with our own ideas. We just work off of what you guys have, which is how it should be. Anyway, if you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, consider hitting up our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons get access to, as we talked about earlier, the bonus, the um, Bamboo Lounge from this mm-hmm. show. The after show from the Misdirector Mark, which is pretty much the same thing. It's the Misdirector, Misdirected Mark guys, including myself, chat, 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 chat after the show. And you get access to Slack Room for Life. Mm-hmm. Slack Room for Life is awesome. Come join us. Come talk about games, post food, post pictures of delicious food you're making, um, complain about work, talk tech stuff, Star Trek stuff, queer stuff, BDSM stuff. Man, we got it all. Yeah. In the, There's in, a lot in of the, categories. Yeah, a lot of categories. Get in there. Talk to us. Talk to the community. There's like 112 or so super cool people chatting at different times. So uh, come join us. If you're backing our Patreon, thank you very much. If you're unable to back it, we totally understand. There's one thing you can do. Just requires a little bit of your time. And Sunday's going to tell you what it is. Yeah, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice, wherever you're listening to us. Give us a rating. We really, really appreciate it. Um, It does actually help new people find the show, which, since we're still doing this in season six, like, um, we really appreciate everybody who is still listening and everybody who has joined us and is listening. We love all of you. Thank you so much for hanging with us. Yep, yep. Indeed. Say, Senda. What is um what is arguably the best Ditch Lily song? Oh boy, that's a loaded question. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Bloopy. Clicky. These tracks okay. aren't really aligned at this point. That's what I yeah. learned just before I clicked the oh, button. Oh, yeah, that's true. I just informed Phil that I actually do some track alignment because um, when we hit clicky together, they're usually within, you know, 
I don't know, a tenth of a second of each other, but we have I mean, to do a little Zoom bit of delay, tweaky, tweaky. Right? Yeah, yeah. Bloop. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Ryan, you're in for it now. <laughs> Boy, I was like, I was like, well, I wonder, if, I wonder if that's going to happen while while we have somebody else editing the show. Answer is immediately. yes, it's going to happen immediately. Oh, there um, we go. Band aid pulled off. We're, we're good. Okay. There we go. We're good. Okay. Well, we were going to do two helpful things, and this yes. was neither of them. So, Ryan, the music goes here. <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know because we, we sing it for you. <laughs> Bloop. Disc, uh, bleh. Bloop. Show me what you got. <laughs> Show, me what, Show you me, got. me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. So, Ryan, if you cut right after I say loaded question, that's where you can fade the music in over this part. Feel like feel like Ryan's got I it all under like control. I feel like he probably does. <laughs> 